Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. Alright, this week I have with me Leslie Dixon. Hello. Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hello everyone. All right, so the season is upon us. The technology is starting to pour in. We're starting to see all kinds of cool stuff come out from Google to Microsoft to Apple here pretty soon. And so that's what this show is all about. So let's start off with uh, some news that's already happened. Microsoft had their build conference and their uh, global accessibility summit, and they brought out some really cool stuff. So we saw the windows release 2004 and that brought with it some cool developer stuff i thought the windows subsystem for linux 2 which is actually a full linux kernel really cool stuff and a lot of other features do you guys know any want to talk about any of those things that you've heard about especially accessibility related i heard something about narrator supposedly going to do better with certain types of web pages or something i don't I don't remember I believe there's a feature what the specifics where, were. I believe there's a feature where if there's a click here link, it will actually tell you where you're going to go now. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. supposed to be able to oh, review oh. that and see what what you're going to. And I think they're also doing some upgrades in navigating email. Yeah, and I think they're also doing something with... Aren't they doing something with, like, popular links on web pages or something? Yes, you could see which links are the most popular uh, using Bing. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I guess it has Firefox support now, Narrator does. Yep. Which is, it which I is didn't hear that. really nice. Yep. And Magnifier awesome. now has reading support, so it works with Narrator to read content um, like Zoom text. So that's neat. I was very excited to hear about that because I knew uh, several of my clients use that combination of, of magnification and reading. I wonder if we're going to get to the point where some of these assistive technology companies are going to start feeling some pressure from, you know, Microsoft's internal efforts, and hopefully that will lead to, you know, more competition and more uh, feature development in both areas. Because narrators come a very, very, very long way since Windows XP or Windows 2000, whenever it was first introduced. I agree. I'm really excited about the things that have happened with narrator. It, you know, when I went to grad school, my last semester in 2017, I was able to walk into a computer lab, turn on a computer, access narrator, and use that computer without having to hunt down the single computer that was supposed to contain JAWS and do whatever I needed to do. And, and I've been able to use it on my work computer as well to access things or at least troubleshoot what's going on when JAWS isn't talking. So it's been really nice to have that integrated. Now, let me ask y'all this. Now. Do you feel like David, the uh, default voice right for narrator can it get pretty responsive as as you speed it up or is it kind of still sluggish i use mark so i don't know I it really depends like the on the David's version voice sounds it really depends on the version of the voices because you have two versions of each voice you have the sappy version of the voices and then you have the windows one core version of the voices and the one core version of the voices are definitely a bit more responsive. You can really see this with NVDA, and they also speak faster than their sappy counterparts. I think Narrator actually uses the Windows One Core voices by default. I th I believe. I th um, think they do. Yes. But like Leslie, I use Mark as well because they Mark and David. When you start speeding them up, they tend to get a little growly, and I I've just never been a fan of that in synthesizers. So. It really bugs me, and David seems to be worse about it, so I use Mark. But Mark is only a compact version, right? They don't have a full... Yeah, I don't think they have a, a sappy version of him. So, I really think, you know, Microsoft's doing some cool stuff in this area, and, and they're really making Windows better and better uh, for accessibility and usability for all users. So I'm very excited what they've done with this, and for programmers as well, and, and all users, really. And, you know, with the change from Microsoft Office 365 to, uh, to just Microsoft 365, I think that's a big, a big change. We've done some testing with Teams and Zoom, and we determined that uh, 
Zoom has much better audio quality, even without original audio on. You want to talk about that, Jason? Why me? <laughs> You're the audio guy. Yeah, I will. Because, nerd. my friend, you are the audio nerd. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, so we, uh, as Michael said, we did test uh, Microsoft Teams, and um, I've actually heard a few people say that it sounds great, and uh, I have to say that I was greatly disappointed in in the quality of Microsoft Teams because it's not much different than Skype. It's 16 kilohertz audio, which I, and it, but, but really for me, it, it pops people's words into place, uh, in, into existence rather when people talk and Skype does this too. But, um, yeah, Zoom definitely does sound better than, uh, than Teams does. I think Zoom, I believe it's like, it's like 22 kilohertz or 32 kilohertz or something like that. So it's definitely more, uh, more crisp and, and, and clear sounding audio than Teams. Yeah, and it's very interesting looking at uh, all the things that Teams can do and Zoom. Uh, I just think that if you're looking for audio and you want to use a good platform, I think Team Talk is still the better option for recording a podcast or things like that. Although one of the things that uh, is interesting, if you are a Team Talk user, to keep in mind, Team Talk is not encrypted. So if you are using Team Talk for uh, business-related activities or things that you want to keep private, I would not do so. It's not the best uh, solution for that. They do have an encryption, a TeamTalk Pro now, but to have that encrypted and to use TeamTalk Pro is pretty expensive according to their website. So we'll link to that in the show notes so that you can see how how expensive it is. It's not really feasible for folks that just want to use an encrypted server. Which is kind of a shame. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I think it's a kind of interesting because, I mean, I how are they actually encrypting it? Are they are you just paying them for an encryption certificate or? I think they. We, you, I know? think you pay them for SSL certificate that they put into Team Talk. Mm, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Team Talk. While it's great for us, it's great for what we do. I feel like it's 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 niche enough that it's there's just for a lot of other people there's just going to be better alternatives that are encrypted like i believe meet is encrypted zoom has some encryption teams i assume it's encrypted but i don't really know the status of that um in 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 discord michael i think is encrypted too isn't it or is that something you have to add on i believe it is as well Okay, so yeah, you have you have a lot of other options that will offer encryption um, that are free and in some cases easier to set up. So I just, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting route for them to take, I think. I don't necessarily have a problem with them charging to add encryption, but it seemed a little steep to me. I just don't think it would be worth it. I think I would Here's... find another avenue for encryption if that were the case. My problem with it, with charging for encryption is that you're charging for someone's security. I mean, I guess in some ways, but it just feels a bit money grabby, especially right now. I understand that they need to make their money. I do. But also it feels a little, it feels a little hard to swallow right now with everyone meeting online. Maybe it would have been better to do an encryption plan where there were better tools available to those who paid and at least a basic level of security available to f to people who couldn't. But I don't know. That's just a hard pill to swallow for me. Yeah, and to be fair, I think what they're charging more for is to actually license the certificates from the certificate authority. Those folks like to charge a lot of money. Like, you know, that's why encryption typically is never free. When you when you even make your website HTTPS, you're you're usually paying money unless you use Let's Encrypt. Now, if Team Talk would have done that, that would have been the better option, but that would have been a headache to manage. But um, typically, when you get your certificate from a certificate authority, uh, you're looking at some serious spendage of the monies. And that's a technical term, folks. Yes, yes, it is. Spendage, highly yes. spendage. <laughs> yes. So. That's what we found out about that. We're looking at some other platforms, too, like uh, Jitsi and uh, 
I boosted our Discord server uh, to get the better audio quality, and we found some interesting things with that too. Like iOS doesn't support it with CallKit and other things, and the Ambio headsets are not supported either. So while it may have better audio with certain things, it does not with those headphones and certain ones. And we tried the Ambios on the Mac, and it only used one microphone, just like it did in iOS. So, And that leads me to my next thing. All right, Jason, do you want to be the bearer of the bad news? Uh, The bad news that we've talked about before about the non-availability of the Ambios? Have we talked about that before? I believe we did. I think so. Have we? But it's still sad. Yeah. And if you keep this up, I will cry on the show. I know, I am slipping. But yeah, they're still not available. We found them on Amazon, but they want like $240 for them or something like that. So they are not available still. So Sad I need a minute. Jason. <laughs> I need a minute. Can we have a moment of silence? No, I'm kidding. No. Um, anyway. well, I mean, I may not be kidding, but, but yeah, it, it is very sad. Yeah. Those, those headphones are very nice. And I actually did not know until you told me recently that they came in two colors. I've only seen them in white, and they do come in uh, black and white. Or they did. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'm curious now it's... as to what color I have, because I don't even know. Probably white. They're probably white, honestly, uh, because I think I think I don't I don't know if this is true, but I feel like the black color was eventually either it was either discontinued or it was only sold through Apple because I my first set was black. And then I think my second replacements or my first replacement set for them was black. It may have been white. I don't remember, but I know that the the last set that broke in the same exact way. Sennheiser, um, was also right. white as well, so... I thought I, mine yeah, were black, but I'm gonna have to check now. People say the black ones don't short out as easily as the white ones, but I feel like it's literally the same, that they short out the same, because it's, re- it's, it's right where... I imagine they probably are. Yeah, it's right where the lightning connector meets the uh, cable, I think, is where the short happens, so... All right, so... You know, we've, we have not recorded in a while, but we've done a lot of testing with uh, different things just so that, you know, we're always up to date on these kind of things. So, obviously, we've looked at a lot of different chat software and, and Discord and headphones and all those kind of things. Um, so, it's really cool what we found, but I think that, that, that there's still room for improvement, especially for binaural recording goes. I would honestly, you know, agree with that and I, I wish we had more binaural recording form factors uh Aaliyah, do you remember what those what we have found the official term for those earphones you and i were discussing a while back are called are they called wraparound earphones you know the ones that have little they they, they kind of look like headphones but they don't have a headband they just have the little thing that goes behind your ears yeah i think you're right yeah so i wish we had products like that um because they do have a, a balance between the convenience of earbuds but also like for people who don't like earbuds you have a more earpad like style it just it just kind of makes me sad so we haven't talked about android 11 yet so i just installed a beta and jason you've been playing with the developer beta you are very brave and only go ahead <laughs> i was very brave but only because my pixel's not my primary phone <laughs> Like, literally, that is the only reason that I was that brave. So, you've had it longer, so what, what are your thoughts? What what new things have you found, and what... Because I know there's something you don't like, so why don't oh, you yeah. explain what's going on? <laughs> so, well, as far as the things that I do like, I'd like to start off on a positive note anyway. I like how notifications are separated into different... Uh, the 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 different um sections kind of i guess now in notifications shade i think michael that they're i mean you could probably you know speak more to this but i think they're like visually different somehow too aren't they yeah the the, different categories the, the categories are colored uh opposite the color of the uh notifications themselves yeah so i i like that i feel like android 11 on my pixel does feel faster in some ways and those categories are like conversations, alarms, and things like that, and system. Yeah, and you still have uh, silent notifications and 
I think alerts, notifications or something. I forget what all the categories are. But yeah, it's definitely, I, I, I do kind of like having those uh, sections in, in notification shade. I keep wanting to call it notification center because I keep using, you know, I <laughs> my primary phone's my iPhone. But, um, but yeah, so I definitely like that. Like I said, I feel like it's faster. I will say, though, the thing that I really don't like, I don't know if it's true for every Pixel, but it definitely is true for the Pixel 4. The <laughs> the Pixel 4 has a app called Sound Amplifier. At least I think that's what it's called. Um, or it may just be called Audio Amplifier. It's something along those lines. And we had discussed on the show before, I think actually, Leah, you and I both discussed it when we were talking about, uh, when we had both picked our Pixel 4s, how good those speakers sound. They sound yeah. really, really good. They do. Um, I feel like bass is just a little artificial sounding slightly, but I mean, it's amazing. It's awesome. And they're very loud, very nice sounding speakers, or at least they were. Once I installed Android 11, whatever software was behind that amazingness either got removed or disabled, I don't know which. And now it sounds not quite so good. It almost kind of reminds me of what the iPod Touch would sound like if it were in stereo. And it also does not go nearly as loud as it used to. And uh, that's definitely not a talkback thing because it affects all audio coming out of the phone, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's music anything it just does not sound good anymore i was hoping they were going to have a fix for that before android 11 made it to public beta status but apparently not so for those of you who have pixel 4s and want to try the android beta just be aware of that uh, when you go to install it also we found something on accident yesterday that's very funny when it comes to Android and Google Assistant. So apparently you can refer to your Google device in some cases as a poodle and it will activate your device. I would But it, te it tells me that instead of actually looking for words, you know, we're always worried about privacy and security for these kind of things, but they're not actually looking for words. They're looking for patterns in speech. Because hey is part of, you know, the activation thing. And then Poodle is very close to Google as far as patterns go. So it's very interesting uh, how they yeah, do and I actually And that's how last night Aaliyah proved that it also responds to Egg Noodle. Well, that it's been responding to Egg yeah, Noodle for a while for and, a capable. Time and capable. And okay. capable. Um, yeah, but I, I actually can't get my phone to respond to um, Hey Poodle. It just it just doesn't. It knows you don't like poodles. I don't have anything against poodles. <laughs> I promise. His, his, his Google's not very well trained for his poodle. Right. Need to work on that. <laughs> All right. So that's really what we have for our news part of the show. So... Let's move on and talk about something that iAccessibility is working on, and I think this is going to be a really cool idea. Um, starting tomorrow, I know this is short notice, so people on the stream take note. Starting tomorrow, uh, we are going to have a uh, an event called the... Um, tomorrow being the uh, uh, 15th. Yes, the 15th. We're going to have our first kind of beta test of a new uh, thing we're going to do. It's called the iAccessibility Tech Chat, and it's going to be by Zoom. And I believe we set it for 7.30 Central? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And it will go for probably... Do we set it for two hours or an hour? I don't remember. I set this thing up last week, and I don't remember all the all the times that I set it for. So we're going to do this... I don't remember a duration. We're going to do this yeah, every two weeks, except for this time. We're doing this as an exception, since this is kind of a beta. And if you'd like any information about it, uh, send an email to iaccessibility at iaccessibility.net, and we can get you the, the invite for it for Zoom. And it will be every other week on Mondays at 7.30 Central. This is a new event we're doing so that people can get together and talk about technology and just kind of meet each other and just talk, you know. We don't have a way of getting out and visiting friends and, pe and meeting new people during these times 
So I think it's very important for us to have a way where we could all get together. You're welcome to use your camera if you're low vision. If you don't, you can turn it off. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll look at policies for muting or raising your hand or things like that through the beta tomorrow. And then um, the reason why we're doing the next one the next Monday is because that's the day of WWDC. So we definitely want to have one of those and talk about all the cool stuff coming out. So you guys that are still that are here on the show, what are y'all thoughts about this? What do you guys hope to get from these tech chats? I think for me it's about like getting people together to talk tech and and getting people's questions answered. Like, no, this isn't going to be a training session. You know, we're not going to be able to devote a, an entire session to one person's question unless of course they're the only person there, but I want people to be able to you know, show up and just talk about tech and learn about tech. And even if you don't have questions, if you just want to say, hey, did you hear about this cool new pair of headphones? And Jason might wake up and say, oh, I have not. Or Jason <laughs> may wake up and say, yeah, I have those. Like, I have four pairs. I bought those last week. <laughs> <laughs> like four pairs. <laughs> no, I actually... I actually um, kind of, you know, echo Aaliyah's sentiments. You know, I, I, for me, you know, too, it's, it's, it's talking tech, you know, potentially being able to answer people's questions and kind of just meeting people in the community and, uh, you know, hopefully being able to meet some of you guys, our listeners, because, you know, you're, you're the reason that we do these podcasts and, you know, it's, uh, it's, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. Although I'm probably not going to be able to make it, I just realized, because I have some commitments on Monday that have already been set. So, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to see you guys there. So sad. So, if you need to ask Jason headphone questions, you can email him at... <laughs> Headphones at iaccessibility.net. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm setting that up now. Oh, God. Audio nerd at iaccessibility. <laughs> I Maybe that should all... be my Reddit username. I wonder if it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been wanting to make a Reddit account for a long time. I should try and see if audio nerd's taken. Uh, sure but no, if, there you go. if there are questions that I can answer, feel free to send me an email at uh, jason at iaccessibility.net. And uh, if I can, I'll be more than happy to answer questions as well, even if I'm not going to be able to be at the uh, tech chats. And don't worry. If you're at the tech chat and you have a headphone question, we will send it to Jason. Don't worry. Right, exactly. We'll we'll transfer all headphone questions to Jason and microphone questions potentially. Any no, audio questions? To Jeff. I'll go to Jason. Send those to Jeff, or you know, we could I split them. Look, I don't know. There you go. I always look forward to hearing how people are using their tech in different ways. Um, as much as I know about technology, I love learning more from other people and um. I, I get this from my students as well, where I, someone will come to me and go, oh, well, can we use it for this? Or I've been using, um, you know, my echo speaker to do this. And, and sometimes it's things I've never thought of. So I, I always like hearing those different ways people have come up with to use their technology. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start that off tomorrow. Again, if you would like to attend, Email iaccessibility at iaccessibility.net and just you, we'll send you a Zoom link. So keep uh, keep in touch and we will have some fun with these tech chats. And, you know, really quick before we move on, I just want to say, too, that, you know, also learning from you guys is definitely going to be amazing because no one person can know everything. <laughs> so that it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So to the part of the show that you've all been waiting for, WWDC is just around the corner, but let's not stop there. What if is the topic of the show? What if Apple, Google, Microsoft could do anything and everything? Well, apparently it didn't answer to Poodle this time. It actually only answered to Google. So, uh, <laughs> I heard our... Uh, what if indeed? Yeah. So, what if these companies could do the most? But I think we're going to focus on Apple most because it is WWDC and anything can happen. Apple really blew it out of the park with iPad OS last year. Wouldn't y'all say? Oh, wow. That... It, 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 you, I 
that's right. It was last year. <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> Jason is broken. There's just there's so much has happened. Like it just it doesn't for whatever reason. I just did not realize it was last year. I don't know why. But yeah, I would definitely agree that they 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 definitely blew it out of the park on that one. That was that's a it, it's amazing. In not just iPad OS, but even iOS, you know, mouse support. I think you can even, uh, can't you even use mouse support in iOS too? I think you can. I don't know that you would want to. It'd be to. a little weird, but, but there are starting there's to full th- keyboard access. There are starting to be things in iPad OS that are not in iOS, and that's interesting. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I think this year they're going to make it even better because I think, you know, they... They brought out the smart, I mean, the magic keyboard for the iPad, and that thing is amazing. I feel like it's very much like a Mac now, and I feel like um, what they're going to do with that, with Pro Apps, if they do bring those out, is going to change the iPad to be, you know, more than just the iPad. Xcode? Yeah. And Logic in iPad OS. And holy touchscreen. Can we? Can we? You know, I really don't yeah, want to. Right. I don't really That's care good, about text edit. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know. I feel like Notes does a lot of the same things. I guess, but... I guess so. Um, what about... It's like text edit's interface and being able to start with a blank document. I, you, don't know what to, you don't know what you want to name it yet. And type it and go and then save it real quick. As yeah, because you do that with Notes. Types. <laughs> because if you do that with Notes, it's going to call it the first line of your file anyway, so... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is very yeah, weird. Yeah, I definitely prefer the interface of text edit. But what about Finder? What if what if we saw? Fi- I don't think we're going to because of the Files app. But who knows? What if we did see an iPadOS version of Finder? We won't because what they're doing is they're the Files app on iPad basically is Finder. They're just taking the features from Finder well, and bringing them over. Oh wait, you know what? I I'm I you're right. I said that in reverse. A Mac version of Files to replace Finder is what I was actually trying to say because I can speak. I can get my ideas across. <laughs> Are you sure you can English today? Communication, no, actually, communication, I'm not. Communication. Okay, <laughs> just checking. I'm just so excited about WWDC. Apparently, I can't words. But apparently, it happens. You know, they could do a lot of things. There's rumors of Apple tags. There's rumors of. Apple Studio, uh, AirPod Studio is what I've been hearing them called now. I want those, I think. And there's even rumors. Get this, folks. You know, uh, I was listening to um, Allison Sheridan's Chit Chat Across the Pond with uh, Lori Gill. And I I love Allison's shows. She's great. And, and she was talking about, and they both were talking about, you know, how could Apple sell white headphones. The lure of the Beats lineup is that they are all different colors. And if you only could buy white Apple headphones, it would be kind of boring. And people, and I think Lori even says she doesn't know she would buy them because, you know, you couldn't pick a red pair of headphones. And so one of the things that they brought up, and I found this very intriguing, is what if Apple goes back and does retro, kind of like they did with the iPad Pro, and goes back to the rainbow logo. And then we get rainbow and uh, different colored Apple devices. That would be interesting, actually. I would be okay with that. That would be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? I would be totally okay with that. And then what if your Apple tags to blend in with... You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense now, guys. What if your Apple tags could be different colors to go with the item that you put them with? You know what? That that's actually starting to make a little bit of sense. Would be pretty epic. I might be speechless right now. <laughs> well, it would go well with the design. You know, the changing of design. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so we could see multicolored Apple devices in the future, and that would be very cool. I think for their pro stuff, like the iPads and the iPhones, they'll keep them to a very conservative color palette but yeah i could i could see that because like the se for instance have always been had more colors than you know iphone pros and things well same with the iphone 11 well yeah that's true you know my mother makes me sad what's that 
that that you don't get as many color choices in the pro lines as you do in the basic models. I agree. I agree too, but in a way it sort of, I guess, kind of makes some sense. I mean, I guess they figure that, you know, pro setting, formal, getting work done kind of thing. But I also feel like you I should be able it. to have fun, especially still, with a device like, like the iPhone that's so small and portable and you're going to be taking it everywhere. You can show off your 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 style you know your your the colors that you like and things with like the apple watch and multiple conf, uh multiple uh uh price uh not price tiers additions i feel like you should be able to with the iphones i agree but if you notice like you know the aluminum they have a lot more color choices than they do on the steel i wonder if that's right. a manufacturing thing i'm not sure but it's interesting, and don't know. And the interesting thing is, too, there's no telling what they're going to... I mean, obviously, there's no telling what Apple's going to do on any of this. But these would be some pretty cool things if they did it. Definitely. One of the things I'm excited about, did you guys hear that... Uh, or did you guys see um, there, there's some articles circulating around the web that are claiming that Apple's going to be... And I'm going to say it like this on purpose arming the mac for success uh, that they're gonna make arm based i had to i'm sorry no uh, i'm not sorry but i had you are to not sorry there's no <laughs> apology in that smug little voice of yours <laughs> i i really am not a never, big fan of this never apologize jason i honestly kind of i mean we've had a transition before from power pc to intel and i mean if 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 you look at the how, I mean, from a developer standpoint, I kind of understand why, because it's going. There are going to be apps that are going to have to be rewritten to support the different architectures. But if it can make a thinner, lighter, quieter, longer-lasting, more power-efficient Mac, then do you need I quieter kind of, than what we have? Do we well, need? if it could be, if some of the Macs could be fanless and still get all kinds of. I mean, look, look I'm at the iPad CPUs, though. Yeah. They yeah, have so much power. They do, but I will say the one thing that I like about my 16-inch Mac, it is a beast of a machine. It rivals a lot of Windows machines. Now, I've done some gaming tests, and I actually was playing a game while I was on vacation this last week, and the graphics were great. It moved great, great resolution, and then, and then, and then an hour in, the audio started stuttering. I was so hmm. upset. And I don't know if that was a were... one-off situation, but, you know... You were doing that in Parallels, weren't you? No, or were you doing that natively camp. on the Mac? Boot Camp. Oh, Boot Camp. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Also, the graphics drivers that Apple is offering for Boot Camp for the 16-inch Mac is November. And the latest AM, uh, AMD Radeon drivers are uh, version 20, and they're on version 19. So because of that, my two-year-old Surface Book is actually doing better with Doom Eternal and some other games than my Boot Camp Mac with better graphics card and all those things because of Apple's custom hardware that they use in their machines. You know, I was, you know, Doom Eternal said, hey, there's an update for a graphic card. Go download it. I'm like, okay. I go to AMD's website. Oh, you have a Mac? Well, you need to go over here for the Mac boot camp drivers, which are different from the regular um, AMD Radeon drivers. Plus, one of the things that I've noticed that now that I'm running boot camp, my Mac startup time is terrible. It takes a while at BIOS boot uh, time to get either macOS or Windows to start. And I think that's actually going to draw me away from using Bootcamp. But even then, I would hate to lose the... I mean, what is Parallels going to do if they go ARM-based? I kind of feel like VMware Fusion may be pulling away from... Or VMware may be pulling away from the Fusion product because they only support DirectX 10. Whereas Parallels supports DirectX 11 because it interfaces um it converts DirectX code to metal and that's powerful guys that is amazing but even then 
if they go ARM-based, those things won't work. So it's going to be interesting where virtualization goes. Um, you know, would you have to use Windows 10 for ARM, like the Surface uh, Pro X? What would you have to do? You know, I wonder how much attention Apple's really been giving Boot Camp lately anyway, though. I mean, because while part of the benefit of having a Mac is that you can install Windows onto it if you need to, you know, natively through Boot Camp, I honestly wonder how long we're going to see Boot Camp be around for. Because just because a lot of people use something does not mean <laughs> that it will keep Apple from taking it away. This is very true. And, you know, the rumors are now coming back up yet again, and they do every year. And I hope, I, I kind of hope that Apple addresses this at some point. But more security and privacy features for apps. Now, what I'm concerned about and what a lot of folks are concerned about, and this may make me uh, really consider what's my primary computer, is they're saying that, yet again, it might come up where you can only get stuff on the Mac App Store. I really hope not. Me too. Ugh. Agreed. Like, the ARM transition for me wouldn't affect me that much. At least, not that I can think of at the moment. Not, not right off the top of my head. But that would... No... Yeah, I mean, can you imagine where you could not use any any applications you download from the web? And it may be also that they may not support any non-signed applications this year. That might be a thing. So Again, could, I will cry. You could still have an app outside the App Store, but Apple could still pull your certif certification or your uh, your signing certificate if they decide that your app is malware. So what apps would, would that... Um, effect for you, Leo. What what do you use that's not signed? RS Games is not signed that I'm aware of. If you'll remember, you have to uh, oh, override. You know what? You're right. There are some others. I don't have my Mac apps list in front of me, but there are some others. You know, I think actually, I think Audacity. Well, Audacity. Wait, no, I think it is I'm signed sure. because it does uh, let you open it. You know what? Yeah. I think it is signed now. I don't think it used to be. Yeah, it didn't used to be, but. I don't think, but yeah, yeah. I I do think that at least is signed. Well, and and, and what that, are they going to do? Because I don't know if there's signed, any ARM versions of Audacity. To have it signed, that is a one hundred dollars a year commitment. Mm -hmm. It is. I don't think that Team Talk is signed. I did say I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Apparently, Team Talk's not at the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. So what Leah it did it for you for sure, but I I could. I don't. I can swear that it's not. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, think of all those installers that you have to go into system preferences and tell it to allow. Mm-hmm. Or that you have to do the right-click and open thing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot, folks. It's a lot. So that could be coming. All in the hopes of making us more secure. You know, apparently Zoom had this capability where you could use remote webcams. And apparently, there is an app um, Allison and Lori were talking about, and I kind of want to look into this. It's called uh, Epoch Cam, I believe, where you could use your iPhone or iPad as a remote webcam with your Mac, which sounds pretty cool. But that used to be supported in Zoom, but now they have removed, uh, with their security stuff that happened after the pandemic started, they had to remove that kind of support uh, from Safari and different web browsers and things. So. Um, Interesting stuff. But as far as Apple, um, I don't know that we'll see ARM-based stuff this year. But what do you think if we see uh, a redesigned iMac? Now, I've heard about that. Less bezels. It's going to take some design language from the iPad Pro. I would be very interested to see this. I wonder if they would end up being able to incorporate that four-speaker setup somehow. And the iMac. Could you Could imagine? Could you imagine four speakers, two on the bottom, two on the top, or two on the I, left and two on the right? I, I, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want this in my life right now. I would rather see them uh, left and right than bottom and top, I think. <laughs> well, no, because the just, bottom speaker would be my... for your low end and the top would be for your high end and you'd still have it left and right. Yeah, I, I get that. I just, from a visual 
uh, standpoint of looking at the machine. But maybe it just depends on how they do it. Yeah. The word is too, and I know this doesn't mean as much for you guys, but we're hearing micro, I mean, uh, mini LED will be coming to the entire iOS line, iPadOS and iOS at once. How is that better than OLED? Basically. Isn't uh, it cheaper? It's not cheaper. I know it's, I think it is cheaper, but it might be cheaper. But it's a new technology. It's newer than uh, OLED. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have the problems that OLED does, but there's uh, as many backlights as there is pixels. And um, oh, so they... would there be less potential for um, the screen issues? Yes. That some people have had. Yes. What the burn-in or the flashing like Both. greenness? Both. And so I don't actually know if I'm having that issue on my phone. I can't obviously see my screen. So. I've never seen it before. Only certain people have it. You know. I was hearing on a podcast, I think it was Renee Ritchie's, where he was saying that, uh, and I don't know if it was that one or if it was on Twit or where I heard it, but, you know, they've they've had a habit of, there are some design decisions where they put it on all of their devices, like certain screen quality. They put it on all their devices because it's the best, and it's the, the best for design of the device. So um, chances are this year or next, we will see that screen technology come to iOS and iPad. And in that case, we will see true black instead of just like the mm. um, the backlit back, uh, black color that we have on the current iPad lines. That is interesting. And since we're talking about iOS, one of the rumors that I'd been hearing is, and I don't know if this would be uh, how, I don't know to what extent this would work this this would be useful for if this is and in fact true but one of the things that i've been hearing is that we might be seeing third-party text-to-speech support for ipad os and ios i don't know if that's going to extend if that's true to just siri or if that would also extend to voiceover and other apps as well but i think that would be very very interesting and very believable rumors are saying that we will see widgets on our home screen. Yeah, can I have that, please? Right. <laughs> I will update I my iPad s- next week if that means I get widgets <laughs> on my home screen. I'm going to update it next week anyway. But I was going to say, don't you lie. I'm going to wait until I get mine looked at before I update it. I actually yeah. just recently downgraded out of the beta because I'm having some battery issues with my iPad. Um. And I'm... I would just prefer to remove that out of the equation. It shouldn't ma- it shouldn't matter because it's a hardware issue, not a software one. But I need I, don't know. I still have an antique I've... iPad Air, so I can't really update that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No. It stopped at twelve point four. I want I wanna try to find an older I'm I'm cheap, but I wanna try to find at least like an iPhone seven or something that is stick beta on because there's rumors that this particular beta set is going to be kind of uh OS changing and for those who don't remember certain betas where voiceover didn't work or voiceover had catastrophic failures <laughs> when How you could did, we forget those uh, are, are 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 you looking at iOS 5 mhm and and, and, eight. and 8 <laughs> oh 8 oh <laughs> It's like we're talking about Windows 8, too. Like, oh, Windows 8 was the worst. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 8 was Well, ha- you know, depending Windows on how much you're looking awful. to spend on, on your cheap phone, the SE could be an option. Yeah, that SE, too. Because the or, SE1 won't get it. Yeah. Wait, uh-huh. it won't? Yeah, well, yeah. it can get iOS 13, can't it? I don't... It will not get 14. What? But it's... As far as I'm aware. Thought- as far as I was, con- as far as I knew, every device that was capable of running iOS thirteen would be able to run fourteen, from what I was reading and hearing. Interesting. So I don't know, unless the SE can the original SE run thirteen. I thought it could. I, yeah, I believe it can. Yes. So I guess I we'll know just someone have to that see has one what happens there. He's running but... a thirteen. I was yeah, trying I guess to make will. a decent investment in something that would get at least a couple years of updates this year and next. Yeah, and speaking of the SE, this isn't specifically WWDC, but did you guys see that uh, 
have you guys been seeing rumors about a supposed SE Plus or SE Max that we might be seeing with the bigger screen, less bezels, and potentially Touch ID in the power button? Smaller yeah, notch. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Another thing that might be happening is, is on the iPhone 12 line. Guess what may be coming back in a different way? Touch ID. Yes. Because... In the display. Yay, I need this in my life. Because of masks. Um, that is yes. the reason. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And this is my year to upgrade my phone, too, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I hope this is the year for my watch and my phone, so... Ooh, I'm ouch. No, I, I try to alternate those. I upgraded my watch last year. This year, it's time for my phone to upgrade. Yeah, I'm probably to going to up- year, though. I'm probably going to upgrade my phone once it won't cost me anything to upgrade. I think right now it would cost me like 200 and some odd dollars, so I can wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, well, and you have October. the latest thing. Yeah, that's true. So, except so for my watch, but September, that's October. different. And see, I'm not going to go. I like this green phone that I got, but I saw Aaliyah's when she got her. Uh, oh, yeah. You got the silver one, didn't you? Like yes. I did. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, the, the back glass of that phone is not a white, it's more of a off kind of grayish and it kind of looks like it's like this very cloudy glass that just looks very pretty i thought you got the green one michael i did get the green one you did Aaliyah got silver he did okay that's what i thought oh that's right okay okay and the green one's okay but space gray the green one's okay but it's not i thought the white the the silver was going to look just the same with the white back and all that no it's very yeah that was hilarious that was hilarious in fact, Aaliyah, you unboxed your 11 as one of the unbox cast, didn't you? Or, Michael, was that you unboxing your phone? It was that was Aaliyah. Me. Okay, so yeah, you can hear Michael's reaction in the unbox cast. <laughs> yeah, you, that was during the great iPhone um, delivery debacle. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't remind me. That oh, was God, awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I actually hope, and I, 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 I honestly don't know how how true this would be because I've been hearing rumors to the contrary, but for a while there were some rumors going around that uh, said that the iPhones were going to start at 128 gigs. I don't know how true that really is going to be, but man, that would be awesome. Even though I can get by with 64 gigs, that'd be enough reason for me to upgrade right there. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to wrap up pretty soon, but what do y'all think about uh, Mac OS? Well, we've talked about a little bit about that, but watch OS. Uh, it could be interesting. Maybe they're finally going to give us the ability to actually stream audio on that little tiny speaker. Maybe. I don't know. I keep but hoping. Not because the speaker's hoping. good, but because I can also, stream. Also, different sounds. Please, God, give yes, us different Yes, please sounds. give us different sounds. I am I getting so sick and tired of yeah. oh, not oh, and knowing. Oh, multi-route audio for iOS. I've heard that might be coming as well, especially <gasps> in iOS, iPadOS. Oh, and default <laughs> app support. Default app support, too. I've heard that might be a thing, too. I, I, I don't care what they do. The one feature they better not bring over is the busy feature from voiceover on the oh, Mac. Oh, dear God. <laughs> if my really iPad starts saying, Safari busy, 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 I may just chuck it. And the one thing I do hope they fix and make better is slide over. You know, the yeah, multitasking, it's it's kind of cumbersome yeah. visually and non-visually. So. Oh, God, non-visually is atrocious. Don't get me started. I don't even really know right. how to do it non-visually. I, yeah, I didn't, you have to bring up the dock I barely and, then, could, and then drag out an app. Ooh, I could barely tell you how to do split screen. <laughs> it's basically done the same way. So watch OS. Yeah, more sound, uh, different sounds. Custom watch faces, that would be nice. That would be nice, too. Also, I feel like the Apple Watch, whether it's a hardware thing or, or, or a software thing, I feel like I could use some more sleep tracking features for people. It's not something I tend to use, but I know a lot of people, a lot of people that do. That so. and better battery. I, if they could extend the battery by another day on the next watch, that would be amazing. That would be nice. So I'd be do happy with that. Do y'all think we're going to see Apple AR glasses this year? I don't. No. I think we're going to see them maybe in 21, 2021. Wow, mm-hmm. 21. I think we're going to see them back in 1921. Um, Roaring 20s, man. Right? 
<laughs> and now we have the scary 20s. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> 21, 22 maybe, we'll see them. I don't think we're going to see them this year. I agree. And do you think we'll see a new Apple TV? Possibly. I kind of hope not, only because I just bought the 4K so. one this year. <laughs> I have a fourth gen. If we do see a new Apple TV, I may end up with a new one. Because I didn't buy the 4K, so. Yeah, I have the the fourth gen HD as well, but I don't think other than, you know, performance improvements as far as apps are concerned, there's it really makes sense for me because A, I'm not the one who watches it all the time, and B, we don't have a 4K capable TV. We have well, two. Well, the yeah. only reason I upgraded is because I used my third gen until it just wouldn't work anymore. And I didn't have a choice. Well, do you guys have any other comments before we wrap up today? Regardless I of what happens, all the shiny things. Right, and we exactly. Just on each other. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Aaliyah wants the shiny things. I want the shiny things. Regardless of what happens, though, shiny things too. Always. Totally Ooh, watching WWDC. Shiny. Have to. Anyway. Right. I know. I, I need Christmas. to look at well, uh, the delivery dates on my uh, my MacBook Air, so I can. Decide if I can order it yet. Oh, you, you decided know, to go with the Air instead of the Pro? Did the yeah. Air come out this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, this show, we try to keep it at an hour. But next week, I don't know that we're going to be able to do that. So, we try to keep this to an hour for ACB so that we can uh, you know, have our show on ACB Radio. And uh, what we may have to do is do a split show next time. So, Half of our reaction show to WWDC would be uh, uh, one hour, and then the other half would be the other. So um, to make that happen, we may have to split that up. So that way you guys listening on ACB Radio can get the full reaction show. So we'll try to make that happen. <laughs> can, we just, can we just speed it up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 I mean, no, I no, no. sometimes would like to speed Jason up, but... I don't think Sometimes I would like to speed me up too. There are many times when I edit myself. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Do you tell yourself to stop talking? Yes. And how is that working for you so far? Obviously not well. <laughs> wow. Well done, Jason. Well all done. right. So, with all of that being said, we will be back next week for our reaction show. Well, I hope you guys come to the uh, um, future iAccessibility Tech Chats, and I'm very excited where we're going to go from here. So stay safe. And Jason, where can people find you online, and what is your pick of the week? People can find me wearing headphones. At, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> people... <laughs> Always. <laughs> right. Actually, it's kind of true. You know what? Um, you know what? You know what? If Jason... Um, Jason... If you went outside to the beach like every day and then, you know, you came in from the beach, uh, you would have the you would have these lines around your ears where your ears were totally white and then you'd have a tan. Right. Headphone tan lines. It'd be like the only part of my body that like doesn't have like a sunburn would be like where headphones exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Aww. Of course, now that makes me think of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial. It's got uh, tan lines. <laughs> the lifeguard. <laughs> oh, right. I have not seen that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, oh, my. But, yeah, so. <laughs> and now um, Jason is broken. Right. <laughs> well, my pick is actually a book series that's been around for a while. Uh, it's written by a guy named Nathan Lowell. It's called Traitor Tales, and uh, it was available for a time on patiobooks.com uh, before they turned into Scribbler. I think you can find them on iTunes. Um, there's also a website you can find them. I think uh, nathanlowell.com will link to that. But yeah, definitely Traitor Tales is going to be my pick. Uh, I What I like about the books is they're not filled with constant oh, I'm an alien, and I don't like humans. Let's blow up all the humans. And then we're like, humans are like, no, we're great, actually. 
we've learned from our mistakes. We will fight you, but only because you're fighting us. But yeah. So Trader Tales, it's it's a it's a pretty good series. That you can find them on Audible. You can find them, like I said, on uh Nathan's website. I think you can get them on Amazon as ebooks. Um there it's a it's a very good series. I will warn you that if uh if you can find the patio books versions, they're gonna be read by Nathan Lowell. Uh the Audible versions are actually read by I think Jeffrey Caper. So they're not read by the same guy as as it's it's interesting because I heard some of the previews. But anyway, great series, highly recommend it. Totally give it a give it a read. It it definitely has really good sci-fi elements too. So with that said, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Jason at iAccessibility.net and make fun of me for my outtakes and things. Um, you can also search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can follow me on Twitter at JDE91. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. All right. Leslie, what about you? What's your pick and where can people find you? So my pick is also a book um, for those of you who may be fans of the Expanse series on Amazon uh, Prime, uh, which I've only watched the first episode and then decided I needed to read the books. The book series is very good so far. I'm about halfway through the first book called uh, Leviathan Wakes, I believe. And this is a book series by James S.A. Corey. And I think there are, what, five books in the series now, Michael? Uh, Six or seven, actually. Okay. I think. Um, so I've got some reading to do. Um, but so far, all I can really say about these books is, wow, they're they're really good. Unfortunately, I typically listen to books when I'm trying to go to sleep at night, and I get really wrapped up in this and uh, usually can't sleep so because it's exciting. So um, that's good and bad. But uh, it's a great series, so um, y'all check it out. And you may not want to listen and to you it can when you find go to sleep. Me. Yeah, there's it, some it can be kind um, of creepy. wow, creepy, <laughs> creepy stuff in there at times. Um, so uh, it's it's a little on the gory side in places, but uh, still good. Leslie, stop um, reading books find... when you go to sleep, because we can't have I... book portion picks. <laughs> I rewind. That's what sleep timers are for. <laughs> um, I read books five minutes at a time. <laughs> I get to put the book on, set a sleep timer for 30 minutes, rewind 25 minutes in the morning. There we go. Get through it eventually. Um, no, I do read in the mornings too when I'm getting ready for work. So I get, get along with it at some point. Um, so you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, at iAccessibility.net. And you can also find me on Twitter at lady underscore lessa, L-A-D-Y underscore L-E-S-S-A. And now Aaliyah's pick. Aaliyah has not been here in a while, so we'll be curious to see what her pick is this time. My pick for this week is a hard drive that I bought uh, made by Lacey, which is one of their rugged drives. In my case, I bought the 5 terabyte version. It is an aluminum hard drive, and it is enclosed in a rubber outer shell that makes it very shock resistant. It's also um, water resistant and drop resistant. It is very very well made very fast it came with two cables actually they sent it with a USB-C to C cable as well as a USB-C to A cable um so no matter what device you're trying to plug it in it will work very well um i got it from the apple store specifically they seem to have been possibly having a sale um i got it for $180 but they're 174 at best buy now was, yeah. So, and at the time it was more expensive at Best Buy. So, just watch the prices on these because they're very very nice drives. Very sleek looking and I'm proud to actually have it next to my Mac as opposed to some of the plastic drives that are over here. I do wish that you could get it in different colors like the the shock absorbent uh rubber that they have on there because it's orange. It's kind of an orange eh. color yeah. and I 
I kind of wish you could get that in different shades. That would be nice. Yeah, but it's a very nice drive. Very sleek. Um, regarding where you can find me, now that I'm not buried in schoolwork, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. If you do happen to find me on Facebook, this is my once every six months uh, rant about this. I do not accept people I do not recognize on my Facebook. Don't feel slighted, it's not you. Um, I don't, I, I am picky about my Facebook, but if you want to keep up with me, follow me on Twitter. All right. So I have a pick that is going to come out, uh, that nobody is expecting me to pick because I haven't really talked about it. And that is an application that I'm doing a free trial of, and I'm going to pay for it, uh, here pretty soon. And... I'm curious, uh, Jason and Aaliyah, what app do y'all think I'm going to talk about? I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I don't really have an idea either. Well, I've been using Parallels, but that's not it. And that's the trial I've, I thought y'all thought I would pick. But no, I really have grown to love Text Expander. Oh. I listen to a podcast with Allison Sheridan and Micah Sargent, and, you know, I've been meaning to play with Text Expander. And I'll tell you what, I installed it, and I love it, because I can, ha I can add entire snippets of code that I use a lot in my apps and activate them with just a few letters. And it even plays a little sound whenever, you, uh, whenever it expands your text. And the neat thing is, this works for our podcast editors. Uh, and posters. If you use Text Expander, you can type three letters and get the entire iAccessibility podcast template. And it just plops it right into where you need, and then you just go change the details. Isn't that cool? Interesting. Formatting and everything. That's very interesting. And actually, I think I may have heard you listening to that podcast, Aaliyah, that Michael was talking about. So... Think about your email signature or your uh, things that you type a lot, and it watches your typing habits. So if you type something several times, it will say, hey, um, we think that you do this a lot. Do you want to make it a snippet? And the neat thing is you could download other um, groups, I think they call them now, of snippets that other people make. Like I have an HTML and CSS uh, group that somebody, that um, the Smile Software made. That's the company that makes Text Expander. And also, they, um, you know, you can download other people's groups and things like that. But just being able to write code, being able to do all these things. Quickly, so it's automator for text? Pretty much. I mean, it's powerful. So I highly recommend it. It's not too expensive, and it will save you time. That's my pick this week. As for where people can find me, you could find me producing content for accessibility. Sometimes, maybe, you know. Just on occasion. You know. <laughs> when you feel like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. I'm Mike Doeys on Twitter. And I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook and all over the web. And I have my website at MichaelDoeys.com. So you can find me everywhere. And um, you'll find me watching WWDC and doing... Uh, we're going to do a live stream next week for uh, WWDC's keynote. Uh, yes, the, including requisite goofiness and McDonald's. Yes, with apple pies. Yes, must have apple pie. Now, my other thing is, if you're a developer or not, I to be really, a part of this this year. Yes, I really urge you guys to listen to, watch the a WWDC presentation, State of the Union, I think they call it, a state of, or platforming, the state of something, I don't remember the... Uh, the platform top. State of the Union. Yeah, platform State of the Union. And um, listen to all those because they're going to, they're usually streamed, but every session this year is going to be streamed and there's going to be streams on accessibility. Now, keep in mind, some of this stuff will be heavy developer level stuff, but the neat thing is everybody's on the same footing. Everybody can go to WWDC. It doesn't matter. So they'll probably have some things on accessibility and, and um, how they'll have events on how 
things work in the new platforms. So if you want to learn about iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, macOS, uh, the features that are coming out, watch the presentations. You could skip over the code stuff, but you'll learn more about the features. So it's really interesting stuff. So with all that being said, we are going to end for today. And uh, we will be back next week with a new episode of the IACast. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being on the stream. We had a record turnout. So thank you all for being here. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iAccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android. And keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website. Get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.